Welcome to Pop Talk's new series called Minisodes. During this time, we briefly take a look back at our last podcast by our panel of experts and preview what's coming up in our next Pop Talk podcast. Now, let's join our host, Dr. Shane Fernando. Welcome back to Pop Talk. Today, we're going to dive into our first mini episode. We'll be talking about the last uh, topic we discussed, which is human trafficking, and share a little bit about our future episode that's uh, coming up in a few weeks. Joining me, Dr. Shane Fernando, I'm a pediatric epidemiologist at the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine, is Steve Bartolotta, our producer. Thank you for having me, Dr. Fernando. It's it's good to be on here to to talk a little bit about what you and all the experts discuss because there's so many relevant topics out there um, and, and a lot of people know maybe the surface level of it, but they don't know a lot more in depth and that's what this podcast really does and I think that's what these mini episodes are going to be doing as well. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, you, the listener, will be able to just use this as almost a palate cleanser. Like it, it gives you a little bit of a catch-up on what we're talking about and uh, hopefully prep you and excite you for the next episode that we have coming. Um, so for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have probably, and I hope you've listened to the human trafficking episode that we posted pretty recently. Um, it was a pretty difficult episode for some of us to get through because it's a heavy topic. It's a difficult topic, and I don't have um, as much experience as your experts did have. I have a little bit of my own, having worked in law enforcement uh, in, a, in a previous job, not not being a, a sworn officer, but being a civilian, but being around uh, sometimes uh, incidents that do involve human trafficking. And it is very difficult because it's a subject that has so many tentacles that you just don't think about when you're talking about the subject of human trafficking. Most, most people will say, ah, human trafficking, it's awful. It's awful. And I feel for the victims, but that's really about all I know about it. And it goes so much more deeper than just they're on the side of a truck stop or mm -hmm. they're on the side of a highway. These are human beings. Sometimes they are American citizens. Sometimes they are foreign nationals. Sometimes they are children that are being abused and they're being traded around like uh, basically a barter system. Um, and they're treated as if, you know, the, they are assets of a game to these perpetrators who are doing this, they, they are simply as assets. They don't treat them as humans. The, the human dignity is so lost in the human trafficking element. And that is so hard to see. It's so hard to, to watch because these victims, some of them have been victims for their entire life is all they can remember is being part of this, this wicked scheme. And it's, it's really heartbreaking when you see it because what is something that maybe people don't understand is physicians are on the front line, law enforcement are on the front lines. Those are the people, the last people that the human trafficking victims are going to go to because yeah. they don't have trust. And so from a law enforcement, from a physician perspective, from healthcare, how can you build the trust in those victims? And that is one of those just $64,000 questions there might not be an answer for yet. But we wish there was. There are so many good people working on it and trying to make it better and put an end to this just awful practice, but it's, it's gonna take a lot more resources than are out there right now. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there were some great conversations that we've had, and we've done two episodes now on human trafficking, one with Dr. Fellini, 
and when Dr. Beck would be the last one. Um, so we've gotten some perspective, and I, and I hope our audience has gotten some understanding of what human trafficking somewhat looks like and understanding that it's not all sexual trafficking. It's also labor trafficking, that the victims can come from anywhere, and it's not like the movies where someone's just grabbed off the street, thrown in a van, and you know, suddenly put into uh, the trade, like um, we've seen on famously on Taken or mm-hmm. one of those those kind of movies. And I think the reality is far darker. And I remember going to this conference um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was actually put on by Dr. Fellini. Uh, it was on human trafficking. Honestly, one of the saddest days I'd ever yeah. uh, experienced because every speaker was either a victim or uh, I think there was only one law enforcement person uh, who gave us, but he was in the FBI. Yeah. Um, but all those stories, I mean, they were amazing that they came out of triumph. But deep in my heart, I'm ho- I was thinking, all these poor, poor people, they should never have experienced this in the first place. No, and, and what you're talking about are the success stories. Yeah. And those are the ones that we need to hear more of. Well, what the, the scary part behind the curtain is, all of those success stories and all of those people who are able to get out of that lifestyle and mm-hmm. that and being entrapped in it, there are thousands more who just cannot get out and they cannot escape. And that's the scary part is you see the people who've, who've, who've escaped and they've gotten the help they've needed. They've gotten the resources and the support. How many more others are there? Exactly. And that number is frightening to, if you, if, the actual number was known and I don't even know that it'll ever be known, but it's, it's really scary to think about how many, People across the entire globe, not just the United States, are victims of this crime, and it's it's a lot. And I think shining the light on it, you know, with what this podcast is doing and what you all have done and what uh, so many people continue to do, will just bring more and more attention to it because it cannot it cannot be lost in the shuffle. It cannot be well human trafficking. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I it doesn't affect me. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It affects everybody. You might not think you're a victim of human trafficking. I can tell you right now, you. You are somehow going to be touched by what's going on in human trafficking. Every person out there has a role, and they can help play a role in ending it. It's just trying to shine more light and shine more attention on this problem. Exactly. I remember one of the speakers at that conference said that if we eliminate, it's it's hard to eliminate the supply side right? because it's it's underworld. It's very very well organized systems of abuse and uh, recruitment. But she made this profound statement, like, we need to eliminate the demand. And she actually described one point when she actually went to a, um, she goes to country clubs and uh, talks to people and just opens says, this is what happened to me. And making the victim human again hopefully inhibit some people from going down a dark path. Well, because oftentimes the victim is just a, st- a st- statistic. Yeah. They are just a number. They are one out of a thousand people who people just see about in passing and they go, ah, it's just another statistic. But when it's one person, it's so impactful when you hear from that one person. One person is worth more than 1,000 in terms of a statistic. Oh, absolutely. And you, you see the impact that it makes. And for for those victims, uh, it takes incredible courage to do what they're doing because uh, most people cannot have a, a real appreciation for what they've gone through. 
uh, the psychological damage, the mental damage, uh, all the baggage that they have, the stigma. Uh, it's overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. And from a societal standpoint, there's really not much that we have to offer them. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's why they're so afraid to come forward. That's why so many victims are so afraid because, well, what do I get yeah, if I like come a, forward? Point? Where, where am I going? Yeah. I, this person, this perpetrator, this criminal is my only lifeline to sustaining whatever life I have. And if I give that up, then what? We don't have enough resources in place from a societal standpoint right now to help so many of these victims and to, and I don't want to say this wrong, but to entice them to come forward. They have got to come forward because there's so many of them that there are, that they can be helped, that can be saved, and can be brought out of this. But from the standpoint of physicians, healthcare providers, and law enforcement, there's nothing they really have to offer. Yeah. I think understanding and developing that trust, that bond, um, showing, and it's not even just for, uh, specifically for those who are, victims of human trafficking because you can never be sure 100% of the time. So having that bond, having that connection, building that trust with all of your patients, all of the people that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is also beyond healthcare. We're talking about anyone. If you're in a um, in retail, if you're in any mm -hmm. kind of service industry, whatever it is, you can still just be kind to people and when you are kind and approachable, you might change a life. You might save a life for somebody who's desperate to get out. Right. Really, it's, you know, when you when you break it down, it's, it's kind of a bottom line thing. It's basically effectively communicate with whoever it is you're working with, but also just be nice. Yeah, just, just be, be nice, nice to people because <laughs> next thing you know, a week later, two weeks later, that person might be coming to you for something uh, on this level of human trafficking or something else. So again, you know, at TCOM with the clinical communication, I've, I've been here a few years and I'm still learning so much uh, about what goes into training an incredible osteopathic physician. What I'm learning is empathy and communication are really the backbones of kind of just the industry itself, being able to communicate and effectively build the trust of your patient because you're oftentimes seeing them on their worst day. The That's patient, true. And you're delivering them awful news more times than not. Same with law enforcement when you're dealing with victims in terms of uh, human trafficking or whatever it is. You're seeing that person, you know, at, at almost rock bottom. And you've got to find a way to be that friend, to be that person that they can trust, to be that person that they can open up to when they need it. And that's, an, as you said, you're perfectly, your example is perfect about any walk of life, any business, any company, any trade. Uh, that you just don't know what kind of doors that's going to open for that potential victim that's out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the listeners, I, I know we've posted a couple of resources on our podcast description text, so uh, you have those available to you. I recommend reaching out to them if you want to be a little bit more involved in uh, fighting against human trafficking. Um, but thank you for listening for that episode. I, I know it is a, it's a profound one. Um, Anytime we're dealing with the pain of others, it's profound. It is, and I think that's what really uh, drives home the point is, like I said, statistics, and if you're just scrolling past it on your phone or on social yeah. media, that, that doesn't make an impact. You know, that doesn't really drive home what's going on in life. And we're all busy. We all have our own lives. 
and sometimes you don't want to hear the bad news. You, you, know, you mm. get inundated with so much of this, and it's like, ah. Especially recently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. When will it end? Yeah. Uh, but with this, you know, this is something that we can all, in our own ways, have an impact on. And really, uh, you know, despite what it might look like, it's just like, I can't make a difference. And that's not true. Everyone, everyone out there can, in a small way, in a, in a, just a, a, a way that they might not even think can make a difference. Um, you can help. You can be a part of uh, trying to help a victim, help somebody uh, who might, you might not even know them. You might come across them on your daily life, and you might not even know this, is, this person is under the control of someone who has sent them into this grocery store to get them something. Uh, it, it works that easily. Um, so, again, we all have a role. We all have our part. And, and I do think that shining the light on this, getting more attention, getting more people involved, getting more people aware of just the dire straits that this is really presenting. And it's not getting any better right now. Uh, we need to help, and we need to do more. And I think we can. I think we can, too. Well, we're also looking forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. So the next episode, we're, we're joined by Dr. Kimberly Fulda. She is an epidemiologist and a biostatistician, an associate professor in the Department of Family Medicine here at TCOM. She's a, a really wonderful friend, a very empathetic person, and has a significant amount of experience with those with special needs. Um, I, I'm going to save her whole background and experience for her to tell you about. I've heard it. It's great. <laughs> it's it's great. fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit of a teaser for, for y'all to uh, hold on for the next episode. Um, but we're going to be diving into that. We're going to be talking about um, several different aspects of special needs, how it relates to healthcare, how it relates to functioning in the workplace, uh, interacting with the world, and how to to, to uh, engage. And here would be my question if Dr. Oh, yeah. Folda was sitting right here next to us, because, you know, I, I have children of my own, and special needs is such a broad-based mm-hmm. term. What exactly defines the word special needs? Is it is it somebody maybe on the autism scale? Is it someone maybe with a learning disability? Uh, what exactly is within that umbrella? Because I myself don't even know. You know, I've um, have, have wondered sometimes, uh, should I be watching for different things in my children for, for potential special needs indicators? Am, am I looking at something differently? Should I be doing something differently? Should I be looking at, uh, you know, uh, some, some of the things they're doing with their schoolwork? There's so many things about special needs that I myself will want to know more about and would, as a parent, uh, as a grandparent, um, you know, grandparents are out there and other people, aunts and uncles would would maybe want to know more about special needs because I think oftentimes you just hear that word and you think, oh, it's mm. somebody who needs help or maybe it's somebody with Down syndrome or it's maybe you just categorize it and it's not the way. That's not the way that it is. And so I think Dr. Fold is going to be really able to give so many people such insight that, again, I want to know. <laughs> I know. Same here. I mean, I've, I've worked with her on a couple of her special needs projects. and uh, um, But yes, I know that some of the stories she's going to talk to us about and some of the the insight that she will share is going to be very, very interesting. <clears throat> Sorry. And I think that um, I, I'm just excited for the episode. So I'm looking forward to having her 
uh, in about two weeks. Well, not just the topic itself. Her background uh, in the field is is dynamic. I mean, you're not going to find a better expert than, than Dr. Folda in this. And she's going to bring a perspective that I think everyone's going to want to know more about. They're going to want to hear more about. And when they do hear it, they're probably going to look at it and say, these are things that Gosh, I didn't really think about. I never really knew. I never really understood. Mm. And that's going to be something that this upcoming episode, probably in the first or second week of October, that people will really want to listen to because it's it's going to open some eyes when it comes to special needs. Uh, and again, that just term, special needs. It's it's not what you what think. What is that? Yeah, yeah. what is it? <laughs> I, I don't even know what it is. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this mini episode where I'm not sure if we're going to call it a mini episode or a mini-sode, but um, this is going to be something regular. We're going to be having these in between all of our major episodes. Uh, So we look forward to having you join us for our next episode, which should be in early October. Thank you once again, and we look forward to having you join us. Pop Talk is a production of the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine and is produced at the UNT Health Science Center in Fort Worth. To learn more, please visit our website at unthsc.edu.